Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief, episode number 82. It is Wednesday, July the 14th, 2021. And the event that we'll be diving into today is the 2021 United States Pro Kart Series Badger State Grand Prix, which was held uh, this past weekend at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always here on The Debrief by David Cole, the managing editor of EKN. And before we jump into it, let's tell you about this week's presenting sponsor, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. David Cole, let's jump into this thing. July 9th, 10th, and 11th, just really about four or five days ago here as we record on a Wednesday. Um... USPKS, uh, the essentially the third event of the series this year, um, rounds five and six of an eight-round championship, counting the best of seven. Bottom line is, uh, and we'll go through the numbers in a bit, you can talk a, a bit about the overview of the event, but just another great uh, a great weekend and what's been a solid, a super solid year for the USPKS. Yeah, record-setting year for yeah. the United States Pro Kart Series. Uh, setting another mark uh, at the Road America at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex at Road America, uh, making its second visit after going there for the first time in 2020 as kind of a makeup uh, rescheduled event due to the COVID-19 pandemic on Labor Day weekend last year. So uh, moved to uh, the middle of July essentially, um, and we've got we got perfect weather. I mean, <laughs> you know, you think of July, you think 90 degree weather. It exactly, was exactly, yeah. Not even into the 80s, if I recall, uh, all weekend long. You know, it didn't get too cold at night. So it was really the perfect conditions after a lot of rain that came in Wednesday and then prior to that as well. So everybody got there to a wet paddock, but by the time we left, it was certainly dry. Uh, no rain in the area whatsoever, so that was good. A um, little bit windy on Sunday, so a little bit uh, hectic for us out in the new... Um, viewing area that we used as the essentially the scoring and announcing area uh, that they have there at the motorplex. But uh, all, all in all, it was uh, aside from one red flag. Uh, so that streak has ended. Uh, we had a pretty good streak going on with yeah. no red flags at the U.S. Pro Kart Series. So it was pretty good. Just again, another freak incident where a driver went over and, and needed some medical attention. So we went right to uh uh, the red flag for that, considering it was in the micro division. So uh, um, aside from that, uh, yeah, basically a perfect weekend. Yeah, I love to hear it, man. And I know you'll talk more about the, the new uh, scoring tower slash administration building uh, when we get into the paddock pass after our first break. But Dave, you know, obviously numbers is big. We don't want to always put too much emphasis on numbers because there's quality over quantity, right? Whatever it may be, but they've got both quality and quantity right now in the USPKS, which is a testament to the program itself. You've talked about the fact, David, that it's it's a record year, right? Numbers are unbelievable. And I, I want to say all th- the three largest races are the three th- the three races this year. Am I correct on that? 
This was the third largest event in USPKS history. That goes second to uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park, which was in May. Yeah, and then the overall record setting was in Ocala at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so March. this year, like like three, we just have the top three uh, entry numbers, record numbers, USPKS all this year. So you can see that the, the the program has gained a lot of momentum. We normally see a bit of a drop off throughout the season. Of course, people wanting to go to Florida in uh, in March to get away from the cold. Now, granted, Ocala Grand Prix now gone, which is sad. We'll see where they end up in 2022. But then Newcastle at 270 entries, 254 entries, David, uh, at Road American. Interesting, uh, an overall 16-entry drop, but it wasn't a drop in all the categories. In fact, I think three of the categories actually had increases, where four of them had decreases. So there were actually some increases in categories uh, in terms of numbers, which I think speaks uh, speaks to the fact that, yeah, it's just some ups and downs. But there's, you know, there's there's still areas you go to where some drivers, more more drivers will go in one category to one area because that's kind of where they're based, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what you get when in, when you're looking at the numbers overall. Uh, the the biggest drop was K100 Senior. It went from 60 to 50. Now, yeah, it's a 10, <laughs> 10 driver drop, but you know, you're still at 50. 50 where that's right. Where, you know, that's probably due in part to, you know, there's a lot of local drivers in Newcastle that race K. So that kind of, or at least in the area of Ohio, Indiana. Uh, so that helps. They don't, a lot of people still don't like going through Chicago, That, but that seemed to have uh, canceled that idea with the the total number that we got for this weekend well, dude, at 254. Hey, that's the text I got from you coming home on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> Monday, Monday, I just, you know, again, you got to, you get an accident and it kind yeah. of, put, kind of bobbles everything up so otherwise you can get through it if you go through at the right time and and have have any issues but um, it's worth it dude it's worth it it, and i think it is a lot of people have said that yeah it is a trek but it's worth it to be at road america it is certainly worth it because a lot of these competitors that are now in in this level of racing had never been here before or because really there had been not uh, you know, Road America was kind of a void on the national scene in terms of karting. So that's, you know, kind of the allure of it is it's uh, it's a unique facility. It's, you know, it's within the actual grounds of Road America. You know, the what do you call it? America's uh, National Park of Speed. National Park of Speed. That's what it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, so you don't it, it's it's like a it's like a Daytona, but I think even better because uh, there's nothing like Road America. And again, you go there in July. You know, not you, people made a vacation out of that's it. it. You know, some that's families there, were there before. Some are staying after, uh, or going to see other family members in other states nearby. So that kind of helps. So I think that's where you, why you saw the increase in micro and mini. Uh, you know, Midwest is very big in in those categories, and so there was a little um, up uh, in the numbers there with one more in micro and five more in mini. But yeah. uh, you know, it's just it's. It's a it's a destination now. I think it USPKS is. going there the last two years has made it a destination, especially in early July. Right, everybody's done school. It's a summer break, like you said. Elkhart Lake is a beautiful area there. You you could, and it's not an IndyCar weekend or an IMSA weekend or NASCAR weekend where you can't get a good hotel at the Ostoff or Siebkins or something close to the area, or you can even drive into any of the lakes there and spend some time on the lake. And it's just a it's a tremendous place to be, and you can camp there and really enjoy it. It, it is it's like a national park. 
That's why when you go there for the IndyCar weekend or the NASCAR weekend, the place is packed with people. And I think that's uh, it's it's a destination place. And I'm really, really happy, David. I think you are the, you feel the same way that a major series like the USPKS has said, you know what, Road America's place we need to go. You know, there's a lot of racing in Wisconsin, a lot of karting in Wisconsin. We need to go there and capitalize on that and really service that area. Because let's 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 look at this. The Supercarts USA Pro Tour, a three-race series, usually you know one race in the east, one race in the west, and then somewhere you know in the south, middle, wherever it may be, it's a national program, right? And then you've got USP Cash, which is really an East Coast national program. It's it's all East Coast races, nothing on the on the west side of the Mississippi, David. But it that there's so much racing from north to north to south where they have the races planned. You think about all the you know it's 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 was Florida. North Carolina, Indiana, and Wisconsin. And that's a really good spectrum of, of, of locations to really service the entire uh, community that wants to run that series. It is, and it's drawing in a lot of competitors from the other side of the Mississippi yeah. as well, right. especially race teams and and other, uh, you know, just, just drivers making their track over the Mississippi to this side of the country to race because as we've talked about many times, number numbers breed numbers. <laughs> numbers, breed numbers. So that's helped. Yeah. Uh, you know, they see the large fields. So people want to be part of it. Uh, so that helps. And as you said, for privateers, it helps having all the different, different areas that you do hit. Yep. Yeah. One hall might be a little bit further than the other three, but at least, you know, you have one that's close to home. And, and I think, and yeah, sorry, Dave, I apologize. And I think that's, that's been one of the key aspects of the program is kind of, you know, taking this, the area that they do use for racetracks and kind of sectoring, sectoring them off. So you have one in this sector, one in that sector, one in that sector, and one exactly. in that sector. And, and I'll cap the, this, this start of the show with this. And this, we talk about this all the time, the pyramid of racing, right? Foundation is club racing. Club racers should all, every once in a while, go run a regional race. Push yourself, get up with the top drivers in the region, go run a regional race. Drivers that run nothing but regional races, make sure you jump up and challenge yourself at a national like the USPKS. Now, I think we see that when you're in regions, right? You're going to see guys that run up in the up in that Midwest area. Don't not they don't go to Florida, but they're going to make sure that they, that they get challenged when they come to the race at Road America. I think that's fantastic. Uh, all right, David, let's go to the first break. When we come back, you got more to talk about. You were trackside, I was not. After this break, folks, here are the EKN Debrief, episode number 82. We'll jump into the Paddock Pass. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, kart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio, and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old.
Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 82 of our debrief podcast, where we review a, an event on the EKN Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires. David Cole, of course, trackside at uh, Road America, Elkhart Lake at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex for the USPKS event this past weekend. Uh, David will give us some information from the paddock, Pat, from the paddock itself, not from the racing, but some of the stuff that happened overall, some of the chatter maybe in the paddock. This paddock pass brought to you by Parolin USA. It all started in 1994 when former kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products, and we run a factory race team at all the major Supercarts USA, USPKS, and Rock Cup USA events. The Perlin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Drivers, and the 28 male Opportunity Model for the Cadet Class. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. All right, David, you talk about uh, America's National Park of Speed. The, the track itself, essentially between turns six, seven, and eight, inside the carousel for the paddock, and then down, of, of course, to the kink. That's where the, 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 the track is located. Um, you penned a, a, little, a little segment on, on your Paddock Insider article uh, when you got there about the fact that there was a good problem to have as that, that particular part of the paddock was just jammed. Yeah, jammed full because this probably was a the the largest karting event it's had at that kart track. Not yeah. the not the big track, obviously. No. That's a little <laughs> different. Uh, but for the motorplex, yeah, this was probably one of the largest karting events it's ever hosted. Um, in the past, some of the man cup had been probably just as big, uh, but I don't think quite as big as what we saw this past weekend with the with the number of haulers, trailers. RVs. I think that's one of the biggest things that we're, we're starting to see with, with these, this national racing is the number of RVs that the competitors are bringing into the racetrack. Yeah, right. Um, essentially what we had to do was put uh, all the parking on the other side of the uh, Johnsonville bridge that you'll see on the exit of turn eight. And that takes you over into what is the paddock for the cart for the motorplex. Um, essentially it was just haulers and uh and trailers uh on that on on the paddock and then every personal vehicle and most of the rvs were on the other side on the inside of turn eight there for the big track so uh really certainly used up the space that they had there uh i think they could have obviously fit in more uh but rains that we talked about on wednesday kind of hampered uh the moving process because so much water had been laid down that a lot of the RVs or or um, haulers, such as the large haulers like a Trinity Karting Group, um, Speed Concepts, uh, a few others. Yeah, could not be raw. Well, that was actually in the grass, I believe. Oh, okay. But it was in a harder 
compact area. So Copy. again, it depended on where, where your pit space That's was. That's right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, some certain, so certain haulers couldn't be in the actual grass area. They had to be on the, on the paved area that uh, runs around the, the paddock. So it made for a little bit of a headache in, in the rain, but, uh, you know, everybody pushed through and got it done. But uh, there's certainly still room to, uh, to make it larger. I think, you know, um, you know, the way you kind of measure things out and box people in, it, it has the ability to, uh, to welcome even more uh, competitors for, for the, for the motorplex. Dave, at the start of the podcast, you mentioned the fact that, uh, they built a new essentially administration building and an open air kind of viewing area at the top. Those of you who don't know, uh, there's a, there's a club series that actually runs at, at Road America. And I believe it, they have like a Tuesday night race, kind of like a Tuesday night race. Then they race on the weekends as well. But a lot of rentals go through that place too. They have a good rental fleet. I know that's used aggressively during the major events as well, but David, a new facility, you guys are up on top, um, open air, little wind on, on Sunday, but all in all, are you pretty happy with the, the new venue? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, they, they could have conversed with some people that are involved in the carding industry to, uh, <laughs> yep. to kind of do certain things a certain way, but overall it's, it's a nice new home because prior to that, it was basically a trailer that uh, they worked their operations out of for, for the motorplex. So now they kind of have a permanent home uh, in terms of the first floor with, you know, a bathroom and area for, uh, as you said, the rental cart people coming in and checking in and being uh, prepped and ready to go, get their safety gear on, et cetera, all in the uh, comfort of, you know, being indoors. And then uh, on top of that, as you said, is about a 30 by 30 viewing area that uh, you're able to actually see, you know, the big track as they come down through turn eight. And then also in the back part there, just a little bit to see them coming up to the kink there. So they've kind of cleared out some trees in that area. I don't, I'm assuming they're going to be doing more back in that area to make it a little bit more open for people to kind of view uh, that section of the racetrack as they go through the trails there a little bit. But uh, overall, it provided us a great view uh, at the motorplex for, for all the racing. So our view wasn't obstructed by, you know, people on the grid or being just on the first floor there. So that certainly helped, um, allowed Tim Coyne to, to call the action, even though he needs the binoculars to see at the, (laughs) up at at the top of the hill, uh, he was able to see everything, uh, unobstructed. So, uh, I it's yeah, I'd love a little 10 by 10 room for us to be there in case the elements do, uh, yeah, yeah require us to take shelter but all in all it's a, it's a good viewing area certainly to uh, to watch a race so, and i'm sure the club uh, club program uses it as just like a spectator area so uh yeah. great great for them to use that so talk a little bit about david some of the racers that come back you know there's, there's a number of american drivers uh running over in europe this year and maybe a little elevated than, than in years past uh but it looks to me in, in terms of when we you know we did the outlap and looked at some of the uh the pre-entries that a number of the drivers from the u.s uh coming back from coming back from europe and doing some racing here yeah one of the key drivers was mateus uh orwella uh, coming over from back from Europe, yep. basically had been there since about mid February after winning the uh, Supercarts USA Winter Series program. Essentially, flew over to uh, to join the Parallel uh, factory team and has been racing there ever since. And after last the weekend prior to, flew over back here in the United States and uh, went right to the USBKS for uh, his first race in in the United States since February. So great to see him back. The Iliff brothers, Oscar and Jack were actually teammates of Mateus over with Perlin uh, during their, I believe, about a two-month journey that they spent over there racing in Italy and other events 
for WSK and uh, and other uh, programs within the the country of Italy. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, Asher Osteen was another driver that went over there along with Alessandro Truchot from nice. Parolin. All right. Um, so a number of different drivers have, have kind of, oh, Logan Tokes, another as well, too. Um, been kind of going back and forth. Uh, Caleb Graffar is actually still over there. He won at the uh, Newcastle USPKS event, so he wasn't able to compete at Road America as he's still doing a, a full European tour with uh, the Academy Trophy along with the FIA Karting European Championships, and he's doing also, I believe, the Champions of the Future event this weekend. So uh, again, we've been we've been following a number of uh, North Americans racing in Europe, but it was good to see uh, some of the USA drivers come back to the USBKS. Any other uh, chatter in the paddock that was uh, that they kind of picked up as as you as you talk to guys in the uh, the team tents, etc. Yeah, one of the big talks was the upcoming uh, IAMI USA East Grand National Championship that's going to happen at the end of July here at the GoPro Motorplex in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina. Talking with Eric Jones of IAMI USA and GoPro Motorplex, he's really excited about uh, this inaugural event. Obviously, it's going to be something new and. And something a lot different with uh, the type of formats that are, are going to run. And you talk to a number of the race teams and, and they're locked and loaded. They're heading down to, to GoPro. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit of a gap in the schedule because we're really there's no racing on the national scene for about another month. So this kind of fills in that gap for, for drivers and teams that are looking to, to kind of keep that uh, momentum going or to help, you know, kind of refire the uh the, the good mojo on their side. So, <laughs> yep. uh, again, it's something new and different, you know, we're waiting on complete details to come in with, uh, with the details of the event regarding track layouts and, and format and this and that. So, uh, but a lot of the teams were talking about it and how they are, you know, basically going to wrap it up there at road America and then start prepping for, uh, for GoPro. Nice, nice. All right, folks, uh, a lot of racing, as we said, still coming, uh, but a month away from the Scusa pro tour race. And as David said, uh, IAMI USA uh, Grand National Championship at GoPro uh, at the end of the month. Uh, a lot of guys chatting about that. Stay tuned. When we get back after this break, time for David to dive into the race report. When we get back, it'll be X30 Pro and X30 Junior. Dave will, will, will give you a full rundown of what happened in both days of action. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs are available in 2021 for the USPKS and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour and Super Nationals with full product sales and service and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. Trinity Karting Group is also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 
or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. One event, one final, one Grand National Champion. The inaugural I Am a USA Grand National Championship presented by Hunt Brothers Pizza is set to be one of the biggest karting events to date. This event will be like no other, with over $20,000 in cash to be handed out, along with full sets of MG tires, IAMI engines, and more. Along with the Grand National Finals on Sunday, there will also be other races to win on the event weekend, such as the KA Shootout presented by CNC Performance Engineering, the IAMI Rental Cart Tuner Challenge, and the MG Tires X30 Shootout. The stage is set for July 29th to August 1st at the world-class facility known as GoPro Motorplex. Are you ready to take on the best in the nation? Classes are almost full already, but there's still time to register your spot in the inaugural I Am a USA Grand National Championship presented by Hunt Brothers Pizza. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief, episode 82, as David gives us a deep dive here into the uh, most recent USPKS event at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex up in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, the Road America facility. Uh, time to jump into the race report. We've got seven categories to give you the, uh, the, the review on, and we'll start uh, by telling you about our presenting sponsor of the race report, Acceleration Cart Racing. Acceleration Cart Racing has everything you need to go racing, from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from and cart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of cart racing under their belts, Acceleration Cart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get you the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Cart Racing your go-to source for everything karting. Visit them at shopakr.com today. All right, David, let's jump into X30 Pro. And as we have done throughout the 2021 season, I throw out the headline. You fill in the rest from there. The headline for X30 Pro, Norberg completes first USPKS double win weekend. Looked like the uh, the uh, the superstar was really on his game uh, up at Elkhart. Yeah, four time is certainly on his <laughs> game right now. Uh, as we reach basically what is, is the start of the second half of the karting season in 2021. And yeah, first time, you you know, you'd think Norberg with with the amount of experience that he would have done this before. Well, really, these are kind of his first wins in the program since back in, uh, I want to say, 2015. So just prior to when he started winning in, in really? Super Cards USA competition. Wow. Uh, the win he had last in May in, in Newcastle was his first win in USPKS competition since then. So, wow. uh, yeah. so he's, but he's certainly gotten back to the groove, you know, kind of Stella has his groove, got her groove back. <laughs> Norberg's getting his groove back. Uh, that, that could have been the headline. <laughs> it could have been. I, I kept it to the, the side banter that we're having here, but I like uh, it. I like it. really it was a, you know, Saturday was just a complete domination by him leading wire to wire in both the pre-final and ah. final, no challenge whatsoever throughout the day going to, driving off to a 1.1 second margin of victory. Uh, Connor Zillage coming in as a championship leader was able to, uh, to haul in the second position ahead of Paulie Massimino. Uh, Nathan Cicero had his best finish of the season in fourth with Alex Stanfield ending up in fifth. Nice. Uh, hard charger, Brandon Jarsacrack. Give us some uh, input there. 19 spots started 29th in the main worked his way up into 10th. Yep, Jarzakrak was probably one of the quickest drivers all weekend long. Unfortunately, had an issue in the pre-final with a uh, fuel filter breaking and thus cutting his engine off and coming yeah. to a stop while he was competing there in the top five. 
Uh, so Jarja Crack, we actually have his onboard footage. So we'll be putting that on uh, YouTube coming up here either by the end of the week. So basically moved up 19 spots in the main event, which was 22 laps. So it moved 29th to 10th uh, in the main event. Actually was 8th before he got passed by a couple drivers uh, on the last lap. So could have been even more spots for Jarja Crack in that hard charger role. So, David, uh, domination for Norberg, winning the uh, qualifying on pole, pre-final, and then won the final. Now, obviously, you said he completes the double, but got knocked out, out of a, a complete streak on the weekend. Looks like Connor Zilich was the fastest qualifier on Sunday. Yeah, wasn't able to use a complete broom, only uh, a little bit of a broom regarding the main events. But uh, as Connor Zillage, as you said, was able to set fast time in qualifying. Norberg came back, though, however, in the pre-final to score the win there. And then again, led every lap in the main event to uh, to go on to score his second victory on the weekend. So was able to pull out the broom for the main event victories and also with the main events counting towards the money, able to earn the $5,000 check for, for uh, on the weekend. That's giving him $10,000 over the last two USPKS events. Man, rolling in the dough. Nice. Um, as, as you mentioned, about Zilich in second, Jarsa Crack third, uh, Cicero, a pretty good weekend overall. A couple of fourth place finishes, fast time in the, in the main event as well. Brandon Tyner, David, looks like he's jumping up. Uh, was it was P5 on, on Sunday? Yeah, it was really, uh, you know, kind of a fight early on, and that kind of helped Norberg get away early on as, as it was a fight for second. Uh, ended up being uh, Zillage that was able to get away. We thought Jarzakrak, once he got back into the third position, was going to be able to run him down. Unfortunately, was not able to. But uh, as you said, yeah, Cicero with fast time. So really, overall, a great weekend for him. Uh, Zillage, as we said, both runner-ups. So he was able to take home the $2,500 check. While Cicero, with the two fourth-place finishes, he earned third place on the weekend. So he took home his first check from the USPKS for uh, $12. Uh, $1,250. Nice. Uh, hard charger, a 14 spot improvement for Thomas and Nunziata on the Tony cart. Started 28th, able to get his way up to uh, to 14th. Yeah, a, a chain break breaking uh. on the, or chain coming off in the pre-final, put him at the back of the grid uh, for the main event. So got to climb up 14 spots in the main event. Not quite what Jarzakrak did on Saturday, but still overall great drive by Nunziata. Uh, I'm sure many people, of course, tuning into the ECAN trackside live audio coverage. Uh, I was working throughout the weekend as well, so I was scrolling through social media and picking up all your stuff. And one of the things I kept as I as I was scrolling through, every time I saw something for X30 Junior or even K100 Junior, uh, talk about Carson Morgan. Let me throw out the headline. Morgan goes perfect in 2021 debut. Everything I looked at on social media, he was P1. <laughs> Well, when you look at, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just get into X30 junior yeah, right now, right but, there, yeah. uh, essentially, yes, as you said, he was perfect on the weekend. Wow. Uh, never when you, when you look at qualifying pre-final and final, and I believe some of the warmups and all the other sessions, he was basically P one, uh, throughout the weekend, aside from maybe one or two sessions, he might've not been P one, but qualifying pre-final final, it was all Morgan in the P one position for the, uh, the X30 pro division. Um, yeah, the Saturday main event, uh, Morgan was able to kind of get away with, uh, Aiden and Grata. Uh, those two were essentially the drivers to get away. Uh, and Grata was able to keep pace with them, just unable to really kind of make a move, uh, at Morgan for the lead. So essentially they ran one, two for the entire 22 lap race with, uh, Justin Atticonis, uh, earning the third position ahead of his Mike Doty racing teammates, Christian Miles and Cameron Weinberg. 
Uh, let's have a look at the hard charger, Jeremy Fletcher. We know we see Jeremy up front a lot. Uh, 19 position improvement on the Tony Kart. Started 26th and a, a seventh place finish. What happened to, to move him back there uh, for the start of the main? Yeah, coming in as a championship leader, had an issue with yep. uh, the chain uh, on the uh, in the pre-finals. So again, dropped him down to the tail of the field to begin the main event. Uh, 19 spots overall in the 22 lap race, moved 26 to seventh. If he uh, goes, with a good yeah, run. Yeah, so, you, know, you think about the championship battle, David, to be able to come back and have that seventh, it may end up being his drop, but, but the bottom line is it's a seventh and not a 27th, right? Yeah, that's so exact. I was going to say exactly that. He, <laughs> although he did have an issue in the, uh, on the Sunday main event uh, at Newcastle. So uh, he already kind of has a drop. So oh, wow. okay. this is, this Big. was really to help make up for, for the, uh, the error in the pre-final then help salvage, you know, as many points as he possibly could. So a uh, good run for him to, uh, to still keep him in the title chase for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the top, top of qualifying, top of pre-final, top of the main, exactly the same as it was on Saturday, this time for Morgan, a 1.3 second win over Atticonis. We thought it was going to be a, a new leader and a new winner. Uh, we really did. Atticonis yeah. was on the charge. Once he got into the second position, was able to run down Morgan. It looked like Morgan was kind of pacing himself. And then uh, with two laps to go, Atticonis was there. Tried to move in, in the last corner. Didn't quite, wasn't quite able to complete it. They kind of ran down to the turn one. Uh, to complete uh, lap 20, I believe, and just uh, some type of error. I'm not quite sure exactly what happened, like an over, maybe trying an over under, and it just didn't quite work. And as they came out of the one, two, turn one, two sec section, uh, Atticonis just did not have the speed anymore, uh, lost a bit of the momentum, and that allowed basically Morgan to, uh, to drive away to his second victory uh, on the weekend. But Atticonis was able to hold on. Uh, to the second spot uh, with Aiden Ingrata finishing in third. So two podiums for Ingrata again. Uh, Cameron Weinberg bettered one position to finish fourth on Sunday with Parker DeLong uh, moving up into the top five. Yeah, shout out to Adekonis. Obviously, Justin doing a great job battling against one of the best juniors in the country right now. No doubt about that. Uh, as you had said, so a big weekend for Morgan, $2,500 as he cashes in with his two wins. Ingrata ends up with $1,500 for second. And Adekonis, $750 on the purse for uh, the, the two days of action. Uh, Dave, hard charger Logan Toke, uh, very uh, didn't quite get as many spots as Jeremy Fletcher did on Saturday, but the result's still the same with a seventh place finish, 23rd, the starting spot for Logan Toke. Yeah, again, chains certainly were an issue uh, at Road America if, since you've never really been there. And how many years has it been? Probably uh, 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 18. <laughs> Uh, wow. that turn one, two section is really about, uh, getting over the curbs and using as much, uh, of the racetrack as you possibly can. And sometimes on the exit of turn two, uh, the drivers will lose a chain or pop a chain. So, yeah. uh, I'm assuming that's what happened to him. Um, didn't see exactly what happened, but, uh, for, for many of the drivers that started the final at the back, it was due to uh, a lost chain. Let me throw this out here. You asked how long it's been since I've, uh, since I've been at the cart track. I've obviously been at Road America many times for the Road to Indy and IndyCar. Uh, I, I think I was there for the Road Tax Grand Nationals that one year. I, I nope. think. I was not there for that? We were, at, right. Wood, we were at Woodbine. All right. Then the year that I was... Oh, Jesus, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Snap on Stars of Karting. Yep. Um, and I, Wow, I want to say that... I got to look at their ages. Graham Rahal uh, won ICC. 
Yeah. And I, I, I thought he was older than, it's, but it's got to be 2003. Well, here's the other one. I was there when Marco Andretti was running a hundred CC Yamaha with, um, Oh, what's his, I just lost his name. Uh, oh, it was on a top cart. No, he would, you know, he, yeah, but he was running with, um, John big Al's kid. Novoso. Yeah. Novoso. Yeah. He was running with Novoso. Yeah. In a, yeah, in 100 CC Yamaha, Marco yeah. Andretti. Yeah. So I want to say that was 2003. <laughs> I Maybe might have 2002. I, have to, I, I could reach, I could have to reach back behind me here and grab a, grab a shift of card illustrated and have a look yeah. at it to see what it was. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. God. That, that, wow. so that was, that was another interesting tidbit that oh. the, the Rotax Grand Nationals that were there in 2006, right? Um, that was the year that, that Mike Rollison won in the rain. But yeah. can you tell me who was also racing there in Minimax? That was there at the USPKS this past weekend. Hold on, I'm reaching. I'm reaching the, oh, no, Minimax. you can't. You don't. You can't use. You can't cheat. Come on I now. Do whatever I want. We um, don't have coverage of the Rotax race in the magazine, do we? we were, yeah, we were super. Oh, it was there. Super Card Illustrated. Yeah, you, I can barely hear you, so I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm reaching back. Um, I don't think this is the right one right now. I'll keep it. So, so he, anyway, he was, he do you want mic- me to? T- he, he was in micro. No, mini, because they didn't mini. have micro back then. Yeah, mini, and he was racing there this weekend. And you raced there this weekend. It's kind of a long stretch because we're not really going to talk about him because he wasn't oh, wow. in the top five. But uh, uh, what class was he running in? Ka one hundred senior. Man, uh, I don't know. Tell me who it is. Well, he won the mini max grand nationals in two thousand and seven on a Margay. Does that help you anymore? Jake French. There you go. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Seriously. That was the first time he's been back at Road America since that race in 2006. Wow. Wow. Craziness. Craziness. That is. Yeah. You keep talking. I'm pulling. I'm pulling magazines. So out yeah, here. yeah, he yeah he he loves the racetrack. He says he he's he, it's, it's cool one of his track. place track. And listen, that that's listen, that's the other thing, David. Yeah, the bottom line is yeah, it's um. It's it's up in Wisconsin. It's a long way away from maybe what the what the central part of Cardi is in terms of some of the big racetracks, right? But it's such a fantastic racetrack. It's a great region. You just I just Road America is one of my favorite places to go, and I'm I'm so thrilled that people are loving it for karting right now. It is, and again, it just it just has that element that that yep. atmosphere that you know kind of you know it's almost like that field of dreams moment where you just walk. You know, you walk onto it and you just, you just sense that. That's it. That type of history. Agreed. Uh, that's just type of feeling that you get when you go to a racetrack that you're like, man, I, I'm here. It is. It's, it's Road America. All right, folks, we get back after this break. Let's get back in it here. Uh, <laughs> K100 Senior, K100 Junior, and X30 Master, the race report brought to you by Acceleration Kart Racing. We'll come back after this break. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIKFIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, 
the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Kart for the Cadet Classes. Parallon has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parallon. For more information, head to ParallonUSA.com. Kometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two cycle kit and Kometic's four cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to episode 82. Wow of the EKN Debrief, our review race report podcast of an EKN Trackside Life presented by Cooper Tires event. Of course, the one we're talking about today is the USPKS event at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex up at Road America. David Cole was trackside alongside Tim Coyne to present our live coverage. Uh, David, let's go into KA100 Senior. The headline, Zilich and Lemke win wild races in KA100 Senior. Yeah, it was certainly uh, what you wanted to see with 50 carts out on the field. Uh, out on the racetrack and and a multiple different drivers that you knew could contend uh, for victories. This weekend, however, it was really two drivers that really stood out. Uh, Saturday it was Zillage that was the driver to beat. Really, uh, he set the tone in qualifying and won the prefinal. The final, however, was a bit different as multiple leaders uh, commenced in the beginning part of the race until Zillage essentially took control. Uh, Zillage was able to kind of get away as they fought for second. Eventually Lemke was able to get into that second position when was able to run him down. Uh, and the two began fighting for the lead on the final circuit. As they came down the hill, as a, as they came down the, the hill for the first part of it and they hit that corkscrew, the really downhill right-hander that, uh, probably gives you a lot of good G load through that. Uh, the two made a little bit of contact as they both went for the same piece of real estate. Uh, Lemke went wide in the corner as Zillage was able to continue on. That was essentially the winning move that uh, allowed Zillage to reach the checkered flag first. Lemke was, uh, as we said, pushed wide. He actually ended up crossing the line in the 12th position. So uh, not a, a good finish for him, but uh, basically was going, it, going for it all. Uh, that allowed Hayden Jones to slip by for the second position with Gavin uh, Bailiff. Uh, earn his first USPKS podium in the K100 division uh, for Trinity Karting Group and Kart Republic. R.S. Dukmejian, who was actually racing for Trinity for the first time this year, uh, right behind him in the fourth position while Cole Morgan ended up finishing in fifth. 
Yeah, shout out to, of course, Zilich for a good battle there with uh, Lemke. But the same goes for Gavin Bailiff. He's really turned things up over the last couple of months. And uh, awesome to see Trinity Carding Group show him what uh, they're made of. Sean Bailiff, as we yeah. know, everything he does, uh, super pro. And uh, good to see him having some success, Dave. Yeah. That's awesome. Nitro Kart 1-2 and the Trinity Karting Group 3-4 there. So pretty yeah. good uh, performance by those two groups. Not bad. A hard charger, big move from 43rd uh, up to 17th for the Cosmic Driver Keegan Bosch. Yeah, again, not quite sure what happened with him. I'm assuming either contact or a chain, one or the other, because that <laughs> was uh, really the uh, the uh, the mo for most drivers with the hard charger. Uh, yeah. yeah, 26 spots and 22 laps, so a good charge from 43rd to 17th for him. So Sunday comes, and uh, not surprising, Brandon Lemke uh, obviously out for retribution, qualifies on pole. Yeah, it was out for uh, for retribution, as you just said, wanted to get that victory. Had a victory actually taken away in Ocala on Sunday due to a pushback bumper penalty. So he won on racetrack, but lost uh, after the penalties were assessed. So was still looking for that first victory. Missed it on Saturday, obviously, with the contact. Came back on Sunday, set fast time in qualifying. Was able to win the pre-final. Uh, the main event, though, again, driver shuffling early, everybody attacking quickly. Uh, Duke Medjian actually came out as the, uh, the driver who was able to lead most of the race, leading majority of the middle section of the racetrack. That was until, however, Lemke took control uh, and basically held on to the end to score his first victory of the season. Uh, they fought hard for second place behind him. Uh, Jace Park moving up into the second spot there in the final laps. He was able to record his first KA100 senior podium uh, with Dumagian in third. So again, Trinity Karting Group second yeah. and third this time. Wow. Uh, Zillage was actually pushed back to the fourth position with Hayden Jones. Uh, again, uh, Nitro Karts fourth and fifth. So. Well, and you know, we mentioned Trinity Cardigan, mentioned, as I said, how Gavin Bailiff has kind of dialed things in. And as I see uh, here, David, uh, Gavin, a hard charger, uh, 34 spots, started 40, uh, 41st and ends up getting to seventh, 34 positions. What happened in the pre-final? Yeah, qualifying did not quite go Gavin's way uh, Sunday morning. So it was kind of in the blender, as you would call it, uh, when the pre-final <laughs> began. The so blender. a little bit of contact took him out of the race early on in the pre-final. So again, as you said, 34 spots moved from 41st to the 7th position. Well, and here's the interesting thing. laps of the race too as well. Oh, really? Oh, good for him. Good for him. So uh, we moved to KA100 Junior and it, like you could literally go, you know, copy paste. Uh, here's the headline. Morgan goes perfect on weekend with two in KA100 Junior. What a weekend for Carson Morgan. It certainly was. I mean, uh, we've seen him do this in in the uh, in the cadet competition where he's just able to kind of go out and cruise and uh, and dominate the weekend. And he did that twice, uh, two different categories uh, at GoPro Motorplex. Uh, or sorry, C-Tech Manufacturing Motorplex. That's what I wanted to say. A lot of motorplexes, David. A lot of motorplexes. So, uh, <laughs> but really, it's just basically just stomped everybody in the KA100 Junior uh, Division. Saturday was a clean sweep of the qualifying pre-final final in the final led every single lap to a 3.7 second advantage uh, ahead of the rest of the field. Uh, basically it was a fight for second spot, but it didn't actually boil up until the final few laps. Uh, Aiden Rudolph was able to be in the second position for much of the race, but uh, a group was able to catch him in the closing laps and he lost a uh, last lap battle that allowed Jeremy Fletcher to kind of come through for second. Uh, Chase Hand moving up into the third spot. Parker DeLong 
to fourth and Aiden and Grada uh, actually crossed the line in third, but a pushback bumper dropped him down to the fifth position. Uh, pushback bumper penalty for Rudolph as well actually dropped him down to eighth oh. overall. So what was a good finish for or a good possible podium, a first podium for Rudolph ended up with a P8. And uh, hard charger up twenty six spots. G three our heroes in the in the red speed forty fifth up to nineteenth. Yeah, again, uh, I want to say contact was was possibly the uh, the reason why he started in the back of the of the main event. But uh, more than one position per lap in the twenty two lap final. So uh, a good run for G three. Yeah. Hey, listen, you you and I have been saying this for years. It's not great for points. But it's sometimes an awesome experience for a driver who has the speed up front to somehow get shuffled in the back and really have to have that experience of attacking and moving forward. Passing that many cars, carts during a 22-lap race, that's the experience you don't get when you qualify up front and you're in the middle of a battle, right? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know the P-Pick when you're the quickest yeah. driver at the club and you start at the back and you pass everybody to win the race. That's, uh, that's the kind of performance that you want to put in. Well, listen, you, you know, I'll just throw this out here as a, just another thought. We, we've seen a number of drivers over the you know, 15, 20 years we've been doing this, David, that that just literally, and they have the reputation that they, they just can't pass anybody. They get stuck behind somebody and they can't pass it because they're super good at qualifying. They run up front, but if they get if they qualify 14th, that's where they're going to finish. You know what I mean? So I love, I, I like, I hate the fact that people have to deal with this, but I like the fact that they get the extra experience. That's just, when I, when right. I talk about the hard charger every time, I'm like, man, good experience. Wow, that's awesome. That's it awesome. But, you know, you pass that many car, carts, right? And you, literally, look, if I scroll up through these these uh, hard chargers, Dave, it's not five, six, seven spots. It's 34, 26, 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of carts to, to pass, especially on a tough racetrack like Road America. Well, yeah, anytime you can pass more carts than there are laps, that's, that's yeah. a, that's almost a, it's a moral victory. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent it is. All right. Let's, uh, you don't have to worry about who topped the sessions on Sunday. Morgan, Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, 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 uh, 5.9 seconds though. The victory, what happened in the race? Did you just, did you just flat walk away or what? Again, uh, you know, just one of those where the drivers don't want to work together early on allows him yeah. to get away that little bit. So Morgan was able to get away a little bit. And the opening uh, corner too, David, right? The opening corners are kind of tough where if people get too aggressive, they can kind of get checked up. If he gets through cleanly, you know, the first through one, two and three, it can bottle up behind him. Right? Well, I mean, every corner there is, is a challenge <laughs> because there, there, there's true. not one corner that's the same Yeah, and there's not one corner that's really technically flat. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the challenge is, is you take advantage of, of the corners you think you're the best at. And for some, it's at the bottom of the hill. For some, it's at the top of the hill. Yeah. For some, it's at the end of the straightaway. Uh, so you kind of you kind of get that. Eventually, Fletcher, Jeremy Fletcher and uh, Parker DeLong got locked together. But just Morgan was just too consistent, too consistently fast uh, to basically keep them away and just actually extended his lead lap by lap, even though those two were running nose to tail to pull away to nearly six seconds of a victory. That's amazing. Um, Good for him. Basically behind, uh, Fletcher and DeLong who finished second and third, uh, Helio Meza was able to, Elio, uh, Elio was able to, um, (laughs) solidify himself in the fourth position. And so it was really a fight for fifth in the last two laps, Again, Rudolph part of this, uh, uh, Sebastian Weldon was part of it. 
a number of different drivers actually came out of the last corner four wide for the yeah. fifth position. Nice. Uh, with Chase Hand ending up uh, crossing the line ahead of uh, Rudolph, but he was pushed back two spots for pushback bumper. But uh, Weldon and Beckham just here were right there as well. Nice, nice. Love it. Love it. Uh, hard charger, Cole Kleck. We talked about how many carts people are passing. Uh, Kleck on the willpower cart, 29 spots forward. David started 42nd. Well, there's only 45 in the field, right? So started almost at the very tail of the field, ends up 13th. Yeah, contact in the prefinal. Uh, I believe he pulled off actually early for uh, the prefinal after the contact. So again, 42nd to 13th. Uh, let's move to X30 Masters, and uh, I'll just throw it uh, throw it out here before I give you the headline. A lot of championship drivers in this particular category. Good to see a good group of, of Masters drivers back out there. The headline, five different winners in six rounds for X30 Masters. Yeah, that's really uh, the fo- been the focus of this category. Uh, you know, as you said, a lot of championship contenders there, a lot of drivers who haven't won yet that were looking to get their first victories on the year. So we did get one of them. However, on Saturday, it was two previous winners going at it nose to tail uh, for the victory on Saturday. Scott Cop, defending champion, quickest basically all throughout Friday, was able to score the fast time in qualifying. He, however, got a little bit regulated in the pre-final with Renato Yoder David. <laughs> regulated? I like it. <laughs> regulated, yeah. Uh, and uh, so the round four, no, I want to, what round did he win? One at Newcastle. Anyway, a former, or a winner on the season already. Yep. Renato was right there to uh, to score the win uh, in the pre-final. In the main event, um, it was, um, oh, that's what it was. Uh, sc- in the main event, uh, Scott Roberts actually was able to jump ahead of everybody, get into the lead quickly. Uh, unfortunately, on lap two or three, a broken reed on the engine slowed him significantly. Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of jostled, jostled up the field a little bit. Uh, Renata was able to get away with the lead and got away from the field for a little bit. Uh, however, Cop was able to run him down, uh, taking over the lead, led for six laps until the final uh, lap when they were coming up to the uh, penultimate corner, it was that quick. There's a quick right left section there on the flat, the only flat part of the racetrack. And Renato was able to take advantage of cops, uh, wide entry Dow dove to the inside at the apex and was able to hold on to the lead as they came around to the checkered flag. Uh, cop ended up finishing in the second spot. Christian Vomir, almost the quickest race, almost the quickest card on the racetrack uh, ended up in the third position uh, with uh, lost my place there. Derek Wang in the fourth spot and then Danny Robertson with a good drive to fifth. Uh, Mario Barrios on the cosmic starting 18th in the very tail of the field, a chain as well, as you said in the pre-final David up 11 spots, Barrios ends up in seventh. Yeah. So a tough way to, uh, to start off the, the, the weekend for Barrios as a championship leader. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you could tell that he was, uh, pumped and ready to be part of the, uh, the action on, on Sunday when they came back, uh, the next day, uh, qualifying Renato was able to, uh, to set fast time. Uh, but, uh, contact between him and Vomir, uh, in the pre-final as they were fighting for the lead, uh, essentially put Renato off and out of the race. Vomir continued on, but was towards the tail end of the lead pack. That allowed um, Scott Cop to come through and score the prefinal win, uh, but it also provided Barrios with a little bit uh, more room to move up front as well. 
once the main event began, Barrios was able to get away uh, with the lead early on. Again, Cop able to run him down because Cop just somehow had that mid-race speed that uh, nobody else really had. So he was able to run down Barrios uh, uh, and take the lead. Barrios then took back the lead on the final circuit. Cop tried for a move at the inside of the final corner. Uh, and again, two made contact, both kind of pushed out wide. This allowed uh, Miguel Mir and Derek Wayne to slip past and score a, uh, a one-two finish for cross-lane competition. Wow, that's uh, that's big. Good one for Miguel as well, the uh, multi-time Texas champion. Uh, just a question before we throw out the hard charge. What happened to uh, Renato Jardin-David in that race? He didn't finish anywhere in the top five. Yeah, so pre-final had the DNF due to the yep. contact with Christian Vomir. Uh, was making his way up through the field in the final, and again, I believe contact again kind of took him right. uh, out of uh, out of the running. And I want to say he did not, yeah, he did not uh, complete the race, ended up finishing in 16th. All right. A hard charger, Darren Marcus, on the Fullerton 11th spot, started 19th, tail the field, worked his way up to 8th. Yeah, I was actually running KA100 Senior on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and said, I've had enough of this, <laughs> and uh, and moved over to the the uh, less the more relaxed but uh, still competitive X30 Masters field. I'll give you this, David. Obviously, you're going through all this, and I, and I, I was like this when I was 40-something years age, uh, early my early 40s as well, but the, your ability to remember what happened on the race, the, on the track, uh, you know, Three days on from the the weekend is good. I, I just uh, even nowadays, even though I'm calling the races, I I sometimes struggle to remember what happened. Man, it's that's what happens when you're fifty something years old. Well, I'm trying to make it up as we go along, Rob. Uh, listen, <laughs> I wasn't there, so like I like you could say whatever you want, and I'm going to agree with you. So well, that that works out too. That's uh, true. You know, it's good to have a, as many notes as possible. That certainly that, helps. But it uh, does. It does. Yeah, I, it's I um yeah. That race was a bit hectic. Uh, you know, again. Uh, you, you thought it was going to be either cop or, or Mario scoring the victory. And then Miguel able to slide through and earn his first series victory. Uh, you know, he just didn't quite have this pace on Saturday, but was able to kind of do, do their homework overnight was, uh, able to be right there in the hunt all day on Sunday. And just the mo the, the opportunity presented itself and, Nothing better than leading only the last lap of the race. Yeah, kudos to the Crossland competition, guys. Five different winners in X30 Masters. Pretty impressive. Uh, folks, we got two more breaks. So after this break, we're going to come back here on this race report presented by Acceleration Kart Racing. We'll cap things off with Mini Swift and Micro Swift. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at RaceBriggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. 
Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode 82 of our debrief podcast, where we do a race report of uh, the most recent ECAN Trackside Live event. Of course, we're talking about the US PKS race at SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex up at Road America, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, this re race report brought to you by Acceleration Kart Racing. David, let's jump into the mini Swift category. The headline Orjuela returns to USA with sweep at Road America. Yeah, as we kind of mentioned a little bit in the paddock. Uh, pass. Uh, Mateus was able to come back to the USA to uh, to compete in his first USBKS event of the season after spending uh, five months over in Europe racing a number of different events over there with Paralyn Factory Team. Uh, essentially was the driver to beat on Saturday as he led wire to wire on the day to complete a perfect score uh, with his opener, uh, 2021 opener, uh, driving away to a 2.4 second advantage uh, in the main event and leading uh, every single lap of that main event, uh, Reagan Seville with a good runner up finish was able to, uh, to win the battle for second ahead of Oscar Iliff, who we just said was over in Europe racing for the last two months. So yeah, certainly stepped up his game and got his first podium, uh, of the season and mini swift at the USBKS competition, uh, championship leader Enzo Vidmontien was in the fourth position with Asher Osteen, his, uh, Benick teammate in fifth. Capping off the uh, with the hard charger, uh, Cade Yeager on the Nitro Kart, 24 spots, 32nd up into 8th for Keg. Another one of the drivers, David, uh, get more positions, more passes than the number of laps in the race. Yeah, Mini Swift main event was 20 laps. So again, four more spots than there were laps, 32nd to the 8th spot on the Nitro Kart. Very nice. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, over the, the year here about how good Enzo Vidmontien has been on the Bennett qualified on pole on Sunday to get the day underway. Uh, yeah, it certainly found uh, a little bit more speed to be able to uh, to compete with Orwella, uh, stealing the fast lap in the qualifying to end a uh, uh, the streak that uh, Mateus had going on the weekend. Uh, in the prefinal, though, it was Orwella scoring the victory there. Uh, and it actually ended up being a three-driver battle for the victory in the main event as Oscar Iliff picked up the pace as well and was able to challenge both Mateus and Enzo for the top spot throughout the 20-lap event. Uh, 
uh, number of lead changes through with the three drivers there. Uh, but essentially the last lap, uh, I lift tried to go for a lead, lost a little bit of space, uh, to Mateus and Mateus had just enough to be able to reach the checkered flag first. Uh, Oscar Iliff ended up finishing in the second spot ahead of Enzo Vidmantien, who was the uh, fast lap driver or had the fast lap honors. Uh, Vivek Canthan actually moved up 12 positions to end up finishing in the fourth spot with Cash Perkins earning his best finish of the season in the fifth spot on the Merlin. Yeah, nice job for the Merlin Nation driver. Speaking of Merlin Nation, Braden Zervis, the hard charger, again, on a Merlin chassis, 25 spots up, started 38th, up to 13th, and again, just like Cade Yeager, able to get more spots than laps. Yeah, Braden had the speed all weekend long, just did not have the luck, and again, in the pre-funnel, had a chain pop off, so had to start towards the tail end of the field in the Mini Swift category, and as you said, 25 spots in the 20-lap main event to move from 38 to 13. So a good way to end the, uh, the tough weekend for Braden uh, uh, on the Merlin. Yeah. Let's move to micro Swift. Here's your headline. Harvick and Tony split weekend wins. Yeah, it was uh, again, a almost record setting field again in the micro division. So good to see the numbers really uh, booming in, in this category. Yeah. 36, right? Nice. Uh, yeah. Just, just phenomenal. And again, many of these drivers drove with their heads on, not driving over their, their uh, abilities and, and doing what, uh, what they need to do. So it was a lot of good racing throughout the field nice. uh, that we saw in this category. Up front, however, uh, Ethan Tovo started out the weekend as a driver to beat, setting fast time in qualifying, but it was Keelan Harvick that came through with the win in the pre-final. Uh, Tovo led early, though, in the final until Harvick claimed the spot, uh, and then Augustus Toniolo was able to move into the second spot and ran down Harvick. Uh, the two went back and forth on the final lap, but Harvick was able to get away once they got towards the bottom of the hill as he went on to score the victory. Uh, Gustus Toniolo finished second with Tovo sitting there in third. Uh, Jackson Gibson uh, with RPG, the Rawlison Performance Group, uh, earning his best finish of fourth uh, on the year with Alessandro Trucheau, uh in fifth aboard the Parolin. A hard charger, Jackson Tovo, uh, 19 spots, David, from 36th up to 17th. Yeah, good performance by both Tovos. So uh, Ethan able to get on the podium and then Jackson earning the hard charger award. Yeah, strong recovery. Good for him. Uh, out of the gate on Sunday, Harvick uh, kind of picking up where he left off, David, on Saturday, qualified on pole and was able to uh, to win the prefinal. Yeah, it looked like he was going to be the driver to beat. Uh, but unfortunately, the uh, the field, the, the uh, other two drivers that battled him on Saturday picked up the speed in the main event on Sunday. Uh, it was basically the three drivers kind of going back and forth here and there. Unfortunately, this race was cut short due to a red flag. Uh, again, one driver was was uh, needed me- needed medical attention. Uh, a possible broken arm, I believe, is what happened. Uh, I'm trying. Let me see if I can remember the name here. Uh, Benham Abernathy. So uh, one of the uh, Merlin Nation drivers actually went over and they believe a broken arm. So didn't quite get the confirmation on that, but uh, certainly needed the medical attention uh, after going over. That essentially cut the race short. Uh, That red flag came out as they were on lap 12. Uh, Harvick was leading at that time. Unfortunately, because of the red flag, the lap wasn't completed. Thus, they have to go back to the last completed lap, which was yep. lap 11, 
that had Augustus Toniolo actually in the lead. So Toniolo was credited with the victory. Harvick placed in second. Ethan Tovo in the third spot. So that's how the uh, the podium ended up. Uh, Lucas Palacio uh, aboard the comp cart moved up three spots to finish fourth with Jackson Gibson, another top five finish yeah, for him. Two top fives for Gibson. Good for him. Uh, Benya Fernandez on the on the Cart Republic 14 spots up, started 32nd, and as the hard charge getting his way up to 18th. Yep, possibly could have been more, but uh, with the race flat, That's red exactly flag, right. uh, yeah. still a, a good hard charger for him. Yeah, 14 spots in 12 laps. Could have been, could have been in the top 10. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, final break of this edition of the Debrief. When we get back, David will wrap things up from the event at, uh, Ro- at uh, Road America for the USPKS. We'll have a look at the Constructors' Championship and find out which chassis were able to get to themselves to the top of the podium. And then we'll have a quick look at the ECAN Trackside Libraries calendar to let you know where we're going to be over the next couple of months. Stay with us. We'll wrap things up after this break. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to cartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. Back to cap things off for this edition of the EKN Debrief as David has given us a deep dive into all seven categories as part of the United States Pro Kart Series event up in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. David, let's wrap things up. First and foremost, third largest event in the nine-year history of the series. Yeah, we've. Uh, if you go actually go back to GoPro Motorplex uh, in October, we've had almost record numbers the last four events. So I'm expecting GoPro to kind of either be around what we saw at Road America or maybe even more, you know, I don't think we'll get that, uh, the continuing downward because GoPro has a number of local drivers that love to come out and race the USPKS. Uh, it'll be October, not much going on in terms of national racing. So, uh, you know, we could see another 250 event, uh, when we get to GoPro. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, David, the one thing I always, always pick up when we're kind of going through these, uh, these events and you're giving us the debrief, 
they, ca- they had a lot of cash out <laughs> at these USPKS events. You said 10 grand over the last two races for Ryan Norbert. Yeah, again, nearly $14,000 handed out uh, over the weekend in the X30 Pro and X30 Junior categories, plus the six sets of MG Tires. So again, thank you to MG Tires and IAMI USA East for helping provide uh, these big cash purses for the two divisions. And again, there'll be plenty of more uh, products and other prizes uh, at the end of the year for all the championship uh, top five finishers uh, front with the support of MG Tires, IAMI, and uh, many other companies that'll be helping chip in uh, for the year-end awards. All right, so let's have a look at the Constructors' Championship. OTK looking pretty good again. I think all told for OTK looks like 10 victories. What was the whole breakdown in terms of chassis? Yeah, well, four victories with Carson Morgan aboard the Tony cart, so that kind of <laughs> right. helped uh, bring their total. Uh, they actually scored five on the weekend uh, with Connor Zillage earning the other, so Tony cart led the way. Uh, Cosmic with three of their own. You add two from Ryan Norberg or one from Augustus Toliolo. That gives eight for OTK. And let's just add two more from Expree. You have, uh, um, I want, who was it? Uh, Miguel, Miguel Mir. Miguel Mir. And, uh, oh man, who is the other one? Now I, I see, I, I messed that up now. You, I no, think you, I did. You just keep talking. You go to the next one. I'll, I'll scroll through. We'll see right. what we got. Perlin had two with, um, with the, uh, I'm sorry. Berlin had two with uh, Mateus Orwella in the mini yep. division. Nitro Kart won with Keelan Harvick. And then Merlin had one with uh, Brandon Lemke. So the other, the other Xpree, was it R- R- RJD? No, yeah. He was actually on a Tony cart, so I had that so wrong. Six. So six. Uh, so six for Tony cart, yes. And, and one and one for Xpree. One for Xpree, yeah. All right, folks. Time for the EKN Trackside Libraries calendar. And uh, timely. <laughs> Presented by OTK USA. I didn't even realize that when I, when I put it in there. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the United States, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic Express chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otk.com. OTKUSA.com, pardon me. www.otkusa.com. All right, David, the EK and Trackside Live program presented by Cooper Tires. Uh, we got a break in the action. We're literally, uh, you and I are both at home for a month. Uh, we don't go back at it until August 13th, 14th, 15th. A month from now, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour coming to a close. Traditional end, the Summer Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. Thank goodness. It's, it's a three-day weekend, David. <laughs> it's not going to be a, a 12-day marathon. Not, not like the summer festival we had last oh, year, which yeah. is actually playing right now on the EKN Radio Network. There you uh, go. It's all, nice. all day Wednesday. Have uh, all six rounds with you calling the action for what was, yes, a marathon of karting uh, over those two weeks. Quick reminder to Neil Strickland from Supercarts USA. You promised <laughs> you promised us an air conditioner in the uh, up uh, in the uh, tech building sauna. We would like to have that, please. I have not seen a reply to the email we sent him. No, he, we did, dude, it was so hot up there last year. It we, was. We had, oh my god, we had some fans on us, but it was. It was good because it, you know it got rid of some weight that we were <laughs> kind of carrying around, but uh, yeah, it did 100%. make for 
uh, three long race days each weekend. Oh, so man, it, was it was tough. A, yeah. It was a bit tough, but I hope, I do hope that Neil is on his game and gets us that air conditioner. He promised. We'll he see. promised. We're, we're going to find out whether or not he's a man of his word. There you go. This is a challenge right here. Challenge uh, David, laid down. <laughs> David, three weeks after that, uh, you'll be back at it. Um, it's actually my only weekend off, and I think six weekends, so I'm not going to be there this year, uh, even though I probably could be, but I would probably die if I went every weekend. Labor Day weekend, it is back, folks. The classic. Uh, Rock Island Grand Prix, Rock Island, Illinois. David, back at it on the streets of Rock Island. There's a lot of excitement. There's some going to be they're, – they're dialing things up in terms of the, the PA system. There's going to be music. There's a lot of good things going on. But one of the constants will, will be ecardinews.com, their track side. Yeah, looking forward to being back at the Quad Cities area, specifically the streets of Rock Island, Illinois. Uh, yeah, it was a void, just like many of us felt uh, with Super Nats last year and, and, and other events like we're feeling with the Brickyard this year. Uh, yeah, yeah ha- not having Rock Island last year was, was a bit of a void. But we're getting that back. You know, we're, we're hearing the shifter numbers are going to be big again. A lot of guys love the speed and and the thrill of racing there for for the king of the streets crown. Uh, you know, this year now, king of the king of the rock for 206 and king of the rock for the 100 cc division. So we're like going to get uh, so a couple more money money categories and maybe some crowns handed out for those two divisions as well. So uh, yeah, very interested to see the what should be a bit of a new look for the rock Island grand Prix. Yeah. I just, there's kind of mixing things up a little bit. It is a bucket list event folks. If you haven't been there, get there. I think I did 15 in a row before things kind of shook around with, with IndyCar radio and what I was doing with road to Indy. Uh, and I wasn't able to go for, for some labor day weekend events. Finally, a labor day weekend opens up for me and it's my first weekend. It would be my, my only weekend off in a six weekend stretch. So, uh, I'm going to be taking a chance to get to catch a breath before I get back at it. So I hope to be back there in 2022. Hopefully the schedules will align. But David, that's where you're going to be. EK and Trackside Live program continuing with you and I. Next time we're Trackside, time to crown some champions in the Scusa Pro Tour. Yep. Very excited to uh, to wrap up the 2021 Scusa Pro Tour. Yeah, me too. Uh, a number of divisions, maybe one or two are decided or unofficially decided. The rest are still up for grabs. Uh, back to Rock Island Grand Prix. Um, I don't think race Liberante, he promised he was going to race every single class. As of right now, he's kind of chickening away from that. So wow. putting a, putting another challenge out there to race Liberante. Yeah, we may have to really slant, lambaste him a little bit on that. Then if he, if he said he was going to do it. Don't you think? He is. He has been the king for the last two years. So he does That's have true. that going for him. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't <laughs> want to pay anybody to wrench on the eight different carts that he would probably have to. Have. That I understand. <laughs> that I understand. That I 100 percent understand. I told right, him I, I told him I would, but I don't think he really trusts me. Uh, not at uh, 90, 90 degree corners flat out. No, I don't. I wouldn't trust you to wrench my card either. To be honest, there you go. <laughs> All right, folks, we're wrapped up here. This edition of the EKN debrief. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thanks to David Cole for uh, giving us his full insight into the event of the USPKS, the Badger State Grand Prix, two hundred and fifty plus entries. Fantastic for the series. And again, they'll get back at it, as David said, middle of October, GoPro Motorplex to find out who will be the champions of this great series as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you, of course, to our presenting sponsor for this edition, the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Lots more to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. 